Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. All I'm saying, Sine, is that if your film starts at 6.30, advertise time. Yeah. And everyone knows there might be a trailer or two, so it's probably going to start a few minutes after that. Mm-hmm. Don't start your film at 6.25. I was so outraged. We will never know what happened at the beginning of this film. We missed the first three seconds. <laughs> Luckily, we only missed a little bit of it in the end. Well, did we? What if there was like a plot-changing moment at the beginning? Mm-hmm. It's happening before. What if she was a bird and transformed into a lady? And it changes the whole point of the film. We got there right on time and we still didn't get to see it right. Outrageous. Insane. Hello there. Welcome to I Only Like You, film review podcast with the only person I like, Sine. Hello. So my girlfriend. How cool is that? <laughs> this week we've seen... The directorial debut of one of our favourite actors, Greta Gerwig, mm-hmm. Lady Bird. It's the coming-of-age film that's taken the Oscars by storm. <laughs> well, it is. So I don't know it why is. you're laughing at me for saying that. No. And some people are like, oh, what's this film? It's about teenage girls getting like an Oscar novel. What's that about? You know what? More films about teenage girls, coming-of-age stories, should be Oscar-nominated films, I reckon. Is that your mic drop statement? Yes. Drop the mic. Walk out of the room. Oh, it's a shame we don't have more films, biopics about a struggling person who was like had a disability or something. Like, like those films are fine, but they get nominated every single year. Mm-hmm. You know, what? Mm-hmm. Why is it? Why can't this film be Oscar worthy? You know, and maybe it has won Oscars by the time this goes up. It's like that excellent um, video essay by Lindsay Ellis about Twilight, where she has this theory that. Things teenage girls like or things about teenage girls are devalued because yeah. it's about teenage girls. And they're not important and they're yeah. idiots because yeah. they like boy bands and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. It's totally right. It's because this film is about women and about young people, it can't be good apparently. But it is good. And conversely, because people are saying how great it is, some people like us are about to, other people go see it and they're like, oh, it was fine, it was just a movie. But it's a great movie. It's the best sort of movie of this type, isn't it? And just to to prove that, go watch other movies that are trying to be like this, like Edge of Seventeen, which is fine, but nothing special. This one is down. special. Isn't this it? is what Edge of Seventeen was trying to be. There are lots of high school movies out there that aren't good. Anyway, my rant's over. What do you reckon of the film today? <laughs> I liked it. I really, really liked it. Um, I'll just say this now and get it off my chest. I don't think I'm as in love with it as everyone else seems to be. Look, I agree with you there. I'm just saying it's certainly oh, very it's good. Oh, it's a great film. Yeah, but go on. But I don't know how to say this without this coming across wrong. I don't want to link Greta to her boyfriend, mm-hmm. but she has been in lots of his films, Noah Baumbach. Yeah. And I struggle with a lot of his films because they tend to hold you at a bit of a distance. 
They tend to have mm-hmm. this weird, like, objectivity to it, this coldness, um, which leaves me feeling a bit uneasy when watching the film. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, like, um, sucked into the film world where I forget that I'm in a cinema and I'm just going through the motions and everything. It's a bit observational in that yes. sense, isn't it? and a bit of that is in this film as well. And I don't want to say it's because of her boyfriend, but maybe they're the stories that Greta's drawn to because she likes mm. acting in those films, like Mistress America, Frances Ha. Um, and I feel like a bit of that bled into this and that may be why it sort of sullied my... Mm. See where you come from. ...love of the film, yeah. I think with Noah Baumbach films, often he's kind of like, hey, come look at these weirdo people in New York, these rich yeah. people who are effed up. Yeah. And she's done that, but to her credit, she's done, let's have a look at these weird people who are... Working class, yes, Californians, which is great. How often do you see poor people on screen? Not very often, hey. Well, Not enough. Perhaps I think this reflects quite badly on me, but I didn't really think about that until I saw this film, mm. and then I was like, oh yeah, every school film, every high school film, they're at this rich high school, and the girls always have perfect mm-hmm. makeup and like perfect fake tans, and something like Gossip Girl, for example, which is. Yeah. The other end of the spectrum. I love in Gossip Girl how Dan's family was supposed to be really poor. Like, they live in a loft They had apartment a loft apartment in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. <laughs> they were so poor. I know. Yeah. I Yeah, I didn't think about it, but it was actually mm. really, really cool. And I also liked seeing um, religious schools on screen. Yeah, and not in, not in any negative way or for any, no. like, reason. This isn't doubt. It just happened to be. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But I actually quite liked that because I went to religious schools, primary mm-hmm. schools and high schools. And it was just nice seeing that stuff fit into her everyday life, like the peace be with you stuff and how you used to go up and get the ash on your forehead for Ash Wednesday. Yeah. It was really interesting to see that represented. It's good. It wasn't like a political movie about no. religious schools. It just happened to be in one. That's she just, just really happened cool. to go to one, yeah. And I like those those bits that you just talked about because they are specific to that experience. But by having it more specific, it becomes more universal, if you get what I mean. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. And I, I understand why there aren't that many films about poor people. And, like, there are lots out there, obviously, and lots of them are about, like, poverty porn. This one wasn't like that, really. But no. they just happened to be poor and that was just part of their experience. I get why they have movies about rich people because they have nice houses and a bit of escapism and we like seeing people who are high-powered executives and that sort of thing. Yeah. But it was so refreshing in this film, wasn't it? It was, yeah. It was really, really good. There were some bits of this film, like the religion bits and other bits, where I was like... How have you replicated exact lines of dialogue that I've had with my friends mm-hmm. in high school or exact, mm-hmm. literal exact scenes? Yeah. Like how how did you do that and how am I on this screen now? Totally. And I'm sure some of the family arguments are verbatim for lots of families out there as well, hey? There's something about this. I see everyone saying the same thing about how did they know that that's what I had and my experience mm. is now up there now. And also, like, I think it, it means that, you have a personal connection to the film. Mm-hmm. Like I feel really, it's like when you really like something and you show it to someone else and you're like, oh, what if they hate it? Mm. Because it's my it's my thing, you know, not anyone else's. Mm. And I have that sense with this film a little bit that, no, you guys can't like it because it's my <laughs> it's my thing. <laughs> exactly. It's your experience up there. I particularly like the scene where she and her mum are having an argument at the thrift store. Yes. And then halfway through they find a nice dress. And arguments over salt. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's a great moment. And I liked how they're in the thrift store 
and they weren't going there like ironically or no. because it's trendy. It's like probably because that's where they can afford. Exactly. So, yeah. But it's not commented upon really. It's just part of the story. Yeah. Like it's a really great coming of age film, and like you said, it's the best example I think in its genre. It did remind me a little bit of Boyhood, just with the mm. like snapshots of life sort of feeling. It's not really plot driven. It's just a meandering. She's growing no, up. The, the tension or the ticking clock of the film, arguably, is that she's going to go to college. Yeah. At the end of the year. Yeah. And sort of working towards that. But yeah, she does meander along. She's in her last year. She's in the play. She's got a boyfriend or two. Mm. Yeah. She has it falling out with friends. Yeah, and it does such a good job of, like, 100% capturing what those times are like. Like, I think we've seen a lot in film and TV about people not being friends with other people. They want to be friends with the cool person, like in Mean Girls, for example. But this film sort of captures it in a really subtle way or in, I don't know, just a really realistic way. Yeah. The same as... um, how you feel when you have your first boyfriend and you're like, I love you forever and we're going to name a star after each other because I can't ever imagine this. You know, it's just so apt. Like there must be something about Greta. She's got one foot still firmly planted in her teenage years that she's so accurately able to describe these feelings and and these experiences. That's good. She hasn't forgotten like most people forget. No. Like people talk about children and teenagers as if they're different species or something. I know. Like, they're still humans. You they're were not, they're them. Not us. <laughs> it's not like, just like even if it's been a long time ago, just think about what it was like for you. Yeah. Just forget and you, you're, you're very, for a long time you're old and cranky, aren't you? So try yeah. to remember what it was like when you weren't like that. Mm. One thing I'll say about the film is I think it sometimes went for the easy trope or stereotype instead of the quirky sort of, individualized mm, moments mm-hmm. like especially i love that bit in the thrift store that was great mm. but then it unfortunately got followed by her literally being like why don't i look like the women in the magazines you know yeah. which is a bit on the nose the other bit like that i i get why it happened but i thought it was like oh, i've kind of seen this before when she had the fight with a friend and then they get back together on prom night like, yeah, yeah yeah it was good and obviously they've done a great rendition of that but mm. it's a rendition of that again yeah. Sometimes it was just going through the trope rather than trying yeah. to make it a bit different. Also, if I had another complaint about the film, which I can kind of I'm kind of okay with, but I still didn't quite like it. Was it's all based on her like perspective and we're seeing things that she's seeing yeah. pretty much and if she doesn't care about something, the film doesn't care about it, and that that makes sense. But it's like she has a falling out with Lucas Hedges and he turns out to be gay and then he comes and talks to her and she has a big hug and they get over it. And then we see him once more in the film. Yeah, that storyline is completely dropped, isn't it? I know. It? And I found that disappointing because it was interesting. It was really interesting. It would have been interesting mm. to see what the fallout was around yeah, school happened. as well yeah, and, and that kind sure. of thing. It, like, I'm sure that would have affected her more in the film. But, I, yeah, it's weird why it wasn't there again. Same with the priest who left. And, like, that was, again, interesting. I can see why it didn't really matter to her because, like, when you're a teenager, sometimes things happen and you yeah. don't really care about it or doesn't you don't think twice or you think about it years later and you're like oh maybe he was really messed up but it just didn't quite work for me especially that scene with the mum and the priest where it comes from nowhere and all of a sudden they're having a conversation and you're like okay something's happened and then mm. we never hear about it ever again and oh, no. and the fact that he's like don't tell yeah the don't, yeah like, exactly mm, i really. kind of feel like uh, they 
negate each other, mm. the boyfriend being gay and the priest. Because you could argue we don't pick up the boyfriend being gay again because it's all through Ladybird's perspective, yeah. right? And that could have been a really strong thing to have every scene, like she's in every scene, so it's through her lens almost. Pretty much, yeah. But then you'd have to drop the priest one because she's not there. But if you keep the priest one and say that, okay, the knowledge of this film is beyond her, what she sees, it's just its own world, then mm. why couldn't we have had a scene without her about the gay son mm. and everything and what, what that's about? Um, yeah. I think it would have been I, – I, I totally agree with you there. I wonder if the priest thing, they could have had the exact same moment when she could have seen him later at the shops or something, and he's not a priest anymore, obviously. Exactly. And she could have been thinking, oh, he left. And then didn't someone say that about his daughter? He yeah, died, And then exactly. she could have made – or we could have put it we together, even if she didn't. Yeah. It, it was a bit weird. Yeah, and I didn't really know what they were trying to say about and, it. And, like, I thought this, and I heard people around us saying it after the, like, was the priest, like, a pedophile or something? Because, like, he's yeah. gone, he's left suddenly. Like, that's a strange thing to think, but – it's not that well, obviously out it wasn't of the clear enough. Yeah, especially in the, the climate we're in right yeah. now. Yeah. Anyway, over across the whole film, that's quite minor those those points. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it's worth talking about. Can we talk about Timothy Chalamet? Please. Why is he so great? Why is he incredible? How does he do what he does with his brain? <laughs> his face. And his face. Have you seen people compare him? He looks like an oil painting. Looks like a, a Renaissance yeah, painting. He does, 100%. Why? Incredible actor, mm. horrible character, but so realistic. <laughs> Isn't I, I have an exact person in mind of someone say, I went to school with. Did you know some people like him? So pretentious. Of course, yeah. he's like having a go because she's not drinking the right cigarettes and he's better than everybody. So he's going to be at the party. He's going to be like mm. out on the pool by himself and Reading be all moody book. and everything. I loved it. It was so great. It was so funny. And you want to stop her, but it's important that she has time with him, I suppose. I know. And that's really sad at that um, end, towards the end of the film, where he honks for her to pick mm. her up with the prom and her dad says, you're not going out there. And she says, mm. well, yeah, I am. And even she knows that she deserves better mm. than that. But yeah. she has to go through the motions. She has to. She has to grow up. Even it, if it's. It. Yeah. I just thought that was really interesting because it. It alluded to characters that had much more maturity beyond their years, but that could were kind of stuck yeah. going through the motions of growing up. He was kind of an interesting character though, because he is, as I've seen people say online, he's railing against society and conformity and stuff while being in a fairly well-off yeah. part of the world. Very true. Know. Yeah. But then we see him and his dad's dying, and he's dealing with that, which is yeah. So I think in that sense, film hinted at a larger world for him to inhabit, mm, which, mm. you know, was interesting. So, of course, he's acting out a bit. Yeah, exactly. And, of, and like, the other thing is he's an idiot, but also he's just as so much an idiot, idiot as she is. Exactly. It just happens They're to just be, teenagers. Yeah. They're just young and they have Hopefully haven't... he grows up as well. Exactly, yeah. But maybe not this guy. Well, who knows? <laughs> and I hope that Lucas Hedges' character would grow up and be able to be his true self as well. Yeah, I feel like the film dragged on a little bit towards the end. It definitely ended twice. It had a perfect ending and then it kept going for a few minutes, didn't it? Yeah. It should have 100% ended at the airport. That sequence where the mum couldn't get out of the car and then she drove back mm -hmm. and she was too late. Oh, my God, I was a mess. That was so yeah. beautifully done. Really beautifully done. Um, but then it, 
It kept going, kept going. Kept going. Like, I liked that the dad sent the the yeah. notes to her. That was a really great moment. And then it could have ended when she read the note. I know. And it kept going, kept again. going, and kept going, and kept going. And like, it didn't ruin the whole film for me, but I just felt like it was going it, well. And then it overstayed its welcome a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like it, that was enough. And then they needed to, especially because the whole film, as we said, is about her getting to college. And then well, exactly, she's got to college, and then it's like a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. I liked that sequence though at the party where she tries to grow up and she's like, nope, this is my name and I'm going to be mm. 100% honest and then that yes. doesn't work and she immediately resorts back to lying as she yeah. used to and everything and it shows she can't. Baby steps. Yeah, baby steps and that feeling of sort of being stuck in the, I don't know, the interior sort of world that you're stuck in where you mm. have to, you can only grow up so fast. Do you know what I mean? I know what you mean. It's not an overnight sort of thing, which is what you, you feel like when you left school. You're like, yeah, I'm adult now. I know. I'm, I'm at college now. I'm going to be so important and special. And actually, you're just the same person exactly you were a month ago. Yeah. We've spoken about that before, about how easily it could be if someone came to us and went, oh, you've this never happened. This was a little dream. You've got to go back to high school. Mm. And how much we just still feel like the same people. Yeah, I don't feel like I've grown up at all. And it's, yeah. it's you know, almost 10 years, so. It's over 10 years since I started and it doesn't feel like much. So, I would have liked to, to understand why she chose the name Ladybird and why she had an affinity with it. Maybe it was in the first minute we missed. Well, look. I don't think probably. it was. <laughs> yeah. But that could have been really cool to, mm. like I assume it's like fr- flying free and all that kind of stuff. But do they mean like a female bird or like a ladybug? Well, it's weird because Ladybird was a, f- a first lady of America as well. Oh, really? Okay. Um, LBJ's wife was Lady Bird Johnson. Right. But I don't think that was reference to her somehow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, weird. Can I shout out my favourite line of the whole film? Yes. Where she gets dropped off on her way to prom and she opens the door and her, her friend's there. Yeah. And she asks, why are you crying? And mm. the friend says, some of us just aren't built happy. Mm. And it was the best line <laughs> ever. I liked the bit at the very end when she's at college and the person's looking through her CDs. Yeah. It's like, all you've got is greatest hits. And she's like, but they're the greatest. They're the greatest. Look, she's not wrong. It's a good point, though, because in New York or, you know, in the adult college world, it's all about having the obscure album. Yeah. And she's like, I've, but I've got the best songs. Why would I want that? Yeah. It was an interesting way of. It was, you know, wasn't it? And also goes back to when, like, you're growing up poor. Yeah. You, you get the greatest hits, you don't get the 10 albums. No. <laughs> no. So so many bits of the film are really pinpoint. How, how interesting and how cool were the, the drama sequences for the play? Oh, they were great. Oh, they were really you didn't miss the best line. What? When at the opening night and the priest, oh, yeah. the, the director, is like, they didn't understand. <laughs> it was so good. I wonder how many, like... <laughs> High school drama teachers are going, they just didn't get my vision. Uh, it was just so apt about how cringeworthy the plays are that they put yeah. on. I told you not that long ago that we put on Guys and Dolls when I was in, like, grade nine. A strange choice. There's all these 14, 15-year-olds dancing around, like, gambling, playing yeah. craps, you know. <laughs> uh, it is funny. Um, I, do, I, I love seeing those crazy drama bits in movies. And it was kind of sad when he was... Playing the crying game. Yeah. Mm. Uh, see, that doesn't fit for me, though, because the scene later with him doesn't fit. So, mm. like, yeah, I know. What, I know what what's his mean. character? <laughs> Why is he there? 
Anyway, I really loved the film. I think it didn't quite get there in some moments for me, but the bits that it got there for were so accurate that it looked like Greta had been there for everyone's life and was able to find the exact things. taking notes. Yeah. Unlike some other films we've watched recently, this one is definitely everyone was trying their best. They thought about it long and hard. Yeah. And even the bits that don't quite work for us, it's still a result of hard work and effort. And how incredible, we're recording this before the Oscars, but how incredible is it that Greta has gotten a nomination yeah. for her film and Saoirse has a nomination, mm-hmm. you know. And Tracy Metcalf for the... Exactly, which, yeah. I think... She did a great job, In any other she? year she'd win probably, but it looks like Alice and Jenny might win. I know. So, you know. She does a great performance. I loved those scenes. She's so good. In the bathroom and everything, yeah. they were wonderful. I definitely, I think I give it four stars. It was great. Yeah, me too. And I'd go back to what I said at the beginning as well. It's great that woman has been nominated for director and these female roles have gotten nominated um, at the Oscars for acting, but also just the fact that this kind of film can get recognition. Just exactly, proves, just yeah. proves that obviously you don't have to, every film hasn't got to be a superhero movie. As much as I love them, about you know rich white dudes, it can be about. Just a story, yeah, just a story about (laughs) real life. Yeah. It's great. Thank you very much for listening to our podcast. With what's others out there, please track them down. You might like the boyhood one if you liked this one. Did we do a boyhood one? Maybe we didn't. Maybe not. But that's all right. (laughs) (laughs) Our thoughts on boyhood are it's really good. (laughs) Uh, It's really good, and if you like Ladybird, you'll probably like it. (laughs) (laughs) See you next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.